Hello and welcome to Southern Middle Tennessee Today on WKOM and WRM Radio, your hometown news broadcasting from the Debbie Matthews Nashville Realty Newsroom in Columbia, Tennessee. I'm your host, Tom Price. Today is Thursday, December 7th, and we start with local news. The Columbia Police Department is trying to locate a reported missing adult, 22-year-old Benjamin Martin. He was last seen on December 4th, leaving the Osage Trail area. Martin is 6 feet tall, weighing 155 pounds, and has brown hair and brown eyes. Any person with additional information that may assist in this or any other investigation is encouraged to contact Columbia Police Department Dispatch at 931-388-2727. Murray County Crime Stoppers at 931-381-4900 or Columbia Police Safe Tip email to safetips at columbiatn.com. Columbia Fire Chief Ty Cobb returned to work last week following a 30-day suspension, which was issued in late October due to what the city described as insubordination. In addition to the 30-day suspension without pay, Chief Cobb was also given a year of probation, which will expire November 27th of 2024. Details as to what constituted the insubordination charge were never made clear at the time of the suspension, though Cobb said he is anxious to resume his duties with the department he has served for nearly three decades. I'm glad to be back serving, protecting, and supporting my community as I have been blessed to do for the past 25 years, Cobb said. I want to thank everyone for their prayers, cards, phone calls, and words of encouragement I have received. I'm thankful and honored to be your fire chief, he said. After making an open records request to the city, the Columbia Daily Herald found only minimal correspondence between Chief Cobb and city staff, first with Cobb requesting an internal investigation of his department on September 21st. According to the email, the investigation was in connection to the May 3rd incident in which former firefighter Roy Brooks, who was terminated in 2022, was charged with carrying a firearm onto Central High School's campus in response to an active shooter call, which turned out to be a hoax. Brooks was later indicted August 17th by a grand jury for carrying a firearm onto the campus of Central and has a trial set for May 22nd of 2024 in Murray County. I'm requesting an internal investigation into the city of Columbia Central High School May 3rd incident and what has transpired since May 3rd of 2023, Cobb stated in the September 21st email requesting the internal investigation. The safety of my employees and the people of Columbia is my top priority, he said. On October 28th, City Manager Tony Massey sent a follow-up email notifying Cobb of his suspension, effective October 30th, as well as the subsequent year-long probation expiring November 27th of 2024. According to the city's charter regarding disciplinary actions against city employees, suspensions without pay must be approved by the city manager. The employee may also request a predetermined hearing within three days of receiving notice of the suspension, with the hearing being granted within five days of the request. The hearing would then consist of the employee, the employee's department head, the city's human resources director, and the city manager. The predetermination hearing provides an informal opportunity for the employee to challenge the proposed suspension before the final decision is made as to whether to suspend, the charter reads. At the predetermination hearing, the employee will be allowed to present written statements of witnesses or any other information to the city manager regarding the charges under consideration. However, in the case of a department head being considered for suspension, the decision falls on the city manager, Massey said. 
Department heads under the city charter are under the direction of the city manager and are not classified as civil service employees, Massey said. And because of this, they don't have the same appeal process we would follow, a predetermination or a civil service hearing an employee would have, he said. Massey added that department heads are classified as at-will employees, which are appointed by the city manager. Therefore, the city manager has the authority to make disciplinary actions. There is a difference when it's a department head and a civil service employee, Massey said. It's why we didn't go before a civil service board. It would not apply in this situation. Massey later said he did not wish to discuss further details regarding Cobb's suspension, only that the city approached the situation according to the charter in an appropriate manner. I don't discuss personnel matters, never have in my career working in the public, Massey said. I just think it's the right thing to do. Massey concluded, saying he is happy to see Chief Cobb back in service, especially just in time for last weekend's Columbia Main Street Christmas Parade, in which Cobb provided commentary throughout the night. I'm looking forward to him resuming his position and doing everything he can as fire chief to promote Columbia Fire and Rescue and the city of Columbia, Massey said. It was great having him back on Saturday, being the same old Ty Cobb. The Spring Hill Christmas Parade is set for Saturday, December 9th, and leading the parade is Grand Marshal this year. As Grand Marshal this year will be Spring Hill City Recorder, April Goad. Goad is a 36-year veteran employee of the city and has become a staple inside City Hall, no matter where it might be located. I am honored to be chosen to lead the Spring Hill Christmas Parade, she said. The city and its people mean so much to me, and I am so grateful to be thought of in such a manner, she said. Goad has seen the city change from a small rural town in the growing, to the growing city it has become since her time began at the city. City Hall was moved from a small one-room building that also housed the one fire truck to a place that has been expanded at least once and will be again soon. Watching the town grow into a city as an employee was unique, she said. I had a bird's-eye view of how we operated in each phase of the city's life, from a small town to a growing community to a major city. It's been a wild ride, she said. Spring Hill Parks and Recreation Director Casey Williams said she couldn't think of anyone in the city more deserving of the honor in 2023. What April has seen in this community and what she's meant to it behind the scenes is unmatched, she said. On top of everything else, she's just a wonderful person to know, and I am so happy we get a chance to celebrate her and what she means to this community. Most people would have no idea of her contributions to our city, former Mayor Rick Graham said. She has been... She has seen Spring Hill go through a lot in 36 years and has made it all better. She has a huge heart and treats everyone with respect, he said. Mayor Jim Hageman said the city couldn't run without her guidance and praised Goad's character as well. She is the best, he said. The perseverance she's shown through the years as she's battled cancer and continued to be an amazing city recorder is just a testament to who she is as a person and a testament to her humanity, he said. Goad was also recognized by the Tennessee Association of Municipal Clerks and Recorders with the 2023 Distinguished Service Award. There will be road closures throughout the city during the day of the event that will begin at 4.30 p.m. along the parade route, which starts at 5 p.m., and closures will remain in place for the duration. Roads along the route are expected to reopen at approximately 6.30 p.m. Harvey Park will also be closed on the day of the parade. There will be no designated public parking on the day of the event. Yesterday, a new Airbnb was opened in the Arts District in Columbia. Front Porch Radio's Delk Kennedy stopped by the ribbon cutting and spoke to owner Daryl Haskins.
This is Del Kennedy, Front Porch Radio. This afternoon, I am in the Arts District in downtown Columbia, Tennessee. I am at a residence which is newly renovated right here on South High Street in a historic home. There's a fire going. It's comfy, cozy, and it's all fresh and newly redone. I'm talking with Daryl Haskins, who is the proprietor here. Daryl, tell us what you've got here. Well, my wife Sandy and I uh, purchased this home, and when we had moved in, we decided that we were looking for ways to maximize the space that we've got here that we decided to turn into an Airbnb. So we've got two spaces within this historic home that are available for people to come and stay in and be able to check out the wonderful city of Columbia. Now, the Airbnbs that you have here, mm-hmm. I, I take it they would be perfect if someone had out-of-town guests, they wanted a place for them to stay, or if somebody wanted to come and just tour Columbia and enjoy what all Columbia offers. That is correct. So we've had a number of people who have come to stay here for a wide variety of reasons. We are literally within walking distance of the Mule House, the music venue right down here, all of the things that are available in the downtown, because it's a great jumping off point to get to so many different things here in Metal Tennessee. My wife and I often take walks through the downtown, over to the Riverwalk area. It's a walkable uh, distance there. Whatever it is that you're thinking about doing here in, in Columbia, you're going to be able to stay here and have a really wonderful place to stay. That's really awesome. Now, for people who would like to make reservations or get more information about your Airbnb offering, where do they go? You're going to go to Airbnb and you're going to check out Columbia and you will look for White Fox Den and the White Pine Haven. Those are your two Airbnb offerings. Yes, that is correct. All right. Again, Del Kennedy, Front Porch Radio. This afternoon, I'm in downtown Columbia in the historic Arts District, speaking with Daryl Haskins, who's the proprietor of the two Airbnbs being offered in this neat old home. Daryl, congratulations. Thank you so much. It was good to chat with you. Thank you. The highly contested proposal for a sleep-in hotel in Spring Hill has taken the next step in the process of approval during the most recent Spring Hill Planning Commission meeting. A 22,000-square-foot hotel is proposed, which would encompass 36 rooms in four stories. The site is on the west side of Kedron Parkway and sits on 1.41 acres. Commissioner Jonathan Duda made a point to note the exterior of the proposed building did not meet the design standards the city hoped to set in its town center district. Across the street from you, you have a library that was constructed. We made a point to put dormers in the child care facility next to you, he said. Town center is more classically themed. That was set in the late 80s when it was approved. My comment is how can you more incorporate the town center's original concept? Take a look at those buildings and see what was intended, he said. Architects on the project said the building was proposed this way in order to meet height requirements, but originally had similar stylings at the three-story height. The Planning Commission does reserve the right to allow buildings to be higher than the 50-foot limit if the Commission deems it necessary. The building's new height was made necessary due to the parking space requirements within the city's code. A variance was requested by the applicant for fewer parking spots, but was denied. Architectural design, however, is the least of the concerns of citizens opposed to a high-traffic hotel in the area, continuing to note the inconsistencies between the city's long-term vision and current city zoning. One comment stated, This area of the downtown already includes subdivisions, townhomes, apartments, city offices, a post office, banks, community credit unions, a local library, dog park, and city park, and soon we'll have a daycare and learning center. 
I would encourage you to consider the extensive work done to develop the future land use area that is designated in the downtown city center in which the hotel is being proposed and the desired community character the comprehensive plan was developed to protect. Citizen feedback, both online and during each meeting where this has been proposed, has been mostly negative toward a hotel being built in what is designated as a downtown area. Austin Brass of the city staff noted in May that while the plot is inside the designated area, it is zoned C4, which would allow a hotel to be built by right without approval from the commission if all of the requirements are met. I do appreciate the zoning is C4 and that we are right of use, citizen Christy Smith said. I don't think the downtown city of Spring Hill is a place where that sleep-in is appropriate. I believe that our city is valued more if higher-income people come to stay. Alderman Matt Fitter implored upon the project's engineer to take the feedback from citizens about the sleep-in brand back to the client. I would encourage you to listen to the citizen feedback that you're about to hear and take it back to your client, he said. I would tend to agree with those comments about the brand, he said. Chloe Moore, a Kalioka Unit School student from Columbia, has been selected to the Ambassador Leadership Program by the National Society of High School Scholars, or NSHSS. A role model to peers, Moore was selected out of hundreds of applicants for demonstrating strong academic achievement and a commitment to community service. Each year, student members of NSHSS are invited to apply for leadership roles responsible for representing the society in their schools and inspiring peers to become more involved in community activities. Participation in the NSHSS Ambassador Leadership Program is an opportunity for talented scholars to enhance their leadership skills by identifying a community or social need, actively becoming involved in volunteerism, and helping others. NSHSS provides exclusive ambassador scholarships based upon their active participation in the program during their senior year. The National Society of High School Scholars seeks to advance the goals and aspirations of high-achieving students through unique learning experiences, scholarships, internships, international study, and peer networks. From attending the National Nobel Week festivities in Stockholm, Sweden, to internships with major corporations and government agencies, pre-college summer study programs, and more than $2 million in scholarships awarded annually, the NSHSS is continually seeking new ways to provide lifetime learning and growth opportunities for academically talented and accomplished student leaders and the educators who support them. NSHSS pairs leadership education and skill development with community service to ensure a comprehensive experience for those chosen to participate in the Ambassador Leadership Program. Formed in 2002 by James W. Lewis and Clay Snobel, a member of the family that established the Nobel Prizes, the National Society of High School Scholars recognizes academic excellence at the high school level and helps to advance the goals and aspirations of high-achieving students through unique learning experiences, scholarships, internships, international study, and peer networks. NHS NSHSS members become lifelong members. At each step along the way, from high school to college to career, NSHSS connects outstanding young scholars with the resources they need to develop their strengths and pursue their passions. Currently, there are more than 2 million society members in over 170 countries. To help further efforts that provide students with continued opportunity, please acknowledge NSHSS moving forward. You can learn more by visiting NSHSS. Dot org. 
Please join Murray Alliance for an Align Murray Workforce Development Lunch and Learn on Thursday, December 14th from 1130 to 1 at the American Job Center. During this event, Dana Glenn, Director of Child and Adult Care Licensing at the Tennessee Department of Human Resources, will provide insight into the current child care landscape, the role of child care and workforce development, and resources that are available to employers and communities to support the creation of child care capacity. As part of this solutions-based conversation, innovative models from across the state will be shared. Please note that a pre-event survey will be provided to attendees to assist in understanding needs related to child care resources in the community. Attendees who wish to learn more about local resources are welcome to attend a focused Q&A with local providers at the Murray County Chamber and Economic Alliance immediately following the lunch and learn portion. Attendance is limited. Your RSVP is greatly appreciated. Learn more at murrayalliance.com. St. Peter's Episcopal Church presents a service of lessons and carols on Sunday, December 17th at 4 p.m. in the St. Peter's Sanctuary, located at 311 West 7th Street in downtown Columbia. This traditional Anglican service originated in the Church of England in the late 1800s and was later formalized as a Christmas service. After the devastation of World War I, it has been broadcast by the BBC around the world ever since. The service includes scripture readings from the Old and New Testaments that tell the story of the birth of Jesus. The remainder of the service includes audience, Christmas carols, and choir anthems performed by the St. Peter's Choir. St. Peter's Choir Director Dr. Peter Douglas says that this service is a nice relief from the hustle and bustle of the holiday season with singing and reflection on the Christmas story. Dr. Douglas will also pay the op- play the opening and closing organ voluntaries. We are thrilled to offer this beautiful and historic worship service to God and share it with the entire community, said Father Chris Bowie, St. Peter's Rector. Its rhythms of song and scripture bring a deep sense of peace and wonder as we, like the shepherds and the wise men, walk toward Christmas to greet the newborn king. This event is free and open to the public with no tickets required. A live stream will be available on Facebook and at St. Peter's website at www.stpeterscolumbia.org forward slash worship. For your southern Middle Tennessee weather, we will have sunshine with a few afternoon clouds. The high will be around 60 degrees with winds out of the south-southwest at 5 to 10 miles per hour. Tonight, we can expect mostly cloudy, I'm sorry, mostly cloudy skies early and then partly cloudy after midnight. The low will be 42 degrees with winds out of the south at 5 to 10 miles per hour. Let's take a break. When we come back, we'll cover state and national news that affects you. You're listening to Southern Middle Tennessee Today. As years go by, people may tend to forget just what a funeral is really all about. At Oaks and Nichols, we believe it's first and always a special remembrance of someone you love. We start by listening to your needs and desires. If you're unsure, we can help gently, professionally. At Oaks and Nichols Funeral Directors, we haven't lost sight of why we're here, to serve Murray County families in the ways they prefer, and why the way you feel has always been so important to Susie and Tony Sowell. When people come here, I hope they feel like they're working with a person who's just like family. And by the time they leave here, I hope they feel like they're a part of our family. What I like most is when a family is leaving, they can say thanks. You made something we thought would be hard easier than we thought it would be. Not that we made it easy, we made it easier. Oaks and Nichols Funeral Directors, 
320 West 7th Street in Columbia. Since 1856, people you can rely on. Debbie Matthews grew up and lives in beautiful Columbia, Tennessee. As a realtor, she is well-versed in homes, neighborhoods, development, and schools. She wants to share her love of her home state with others to help them find just the right place to raise a family, open a business, or develop a dream. From luxury listings to land, she can handle it all. She is the current leading producer, Nashville Realty Group. Contact Debbie Matthews Realtor at 615-476-3224. That's 615-476-3224. Family first. (laughs) My dad used to tell us that all the time. But family first wasn't just something he'd say to us. It was how he lived every day of his life. And it's how I try to live mine, too. At Shelter Insurance, our agents are dedicated to helping provide personalized auto, home, and life protection that puts your family first. For auto, home, life, or business insurance, see Shelter Agent Tommy Hyde Jr. at 388-2009. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole bar. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high-quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the drywall that somehow isn't. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. When you bank local, you get local expertise. Hi, this is Felicia Brown with First Farmers. We've supported families, individuals, and businesses of Middle Tennessee for over a century. You are more than an account number. You are our community, and we're committed to helping you thrive. Switch to First Farmers, visit myfirstfarmers.com, or call 1-800-882-8378. Member FDIC. This is Trey Adcock with Dixie Equipment Sales and Rental. We sell ASV and Wacker Neusen equipment. We also rent a wide variety of compact equipment in the Middle Tennessee area. Come see us. We are located in Columbia, Tennessee at 200 East 16th Street. You can call us at 615-969-0118 or visit our website at www.dixiediesel.com. We have been in business for over 42 years, and we would love to help you turn your project into reality. Jingle bells, houses sell all the time of the year. To get the most out of your house, let us help you there. With free home staging, yard landscaping, and some free repairs. We will carve for you to make your dreams come true. Mr. Grinch, beware. Merry Christmas to you and your family from George Varalis and The Way Realty. And remember, 
Jesus is the reason for the season. Jesus Christ changes lives. Welcome back to Southern Middle Tennessee Today on WKOM 101.7 and WKRM 103.7. This program is sponsored in part by George Vrylis and the great team at The Way Realty. I'm Tom Price. And now news from around the state. The Libertarian Party of Tennessee says it's too difficult for third parties to get on ballots in Tennessee. The party has sued state officials over Tennessee's unduly burdensome ballot access requirements for minor parties, which Libertarian Party leaders say discriminate against third-party candidates and deny voters information about those candidates. For the upcoming election, third parties running for statewide office must collect more than 43,000 signatures from registered voters 90 days before the election to be recognized to run candidates under Tennessee's current laws. Candidates running as Republicans, Democrats, or Independents need only 25 signatures, which leads most third-party candidates for statewide office to be listed as Independents in Tennessee. The lawsuit asks for a judge to declare some of those ballot requirements unconstitutional and for a court order ensuring that Libertarian Party of Tennessee candidates are listed as members of their party on ballots on the November 5th, 2024 election. The Libertarian Party of Tennessee and other minor political parties have challenged Tennessee's ballot requirements several times, and in 2013, the Libertarian Party notched a win in federal court when a judge ordered the party's candidate for the state House of Representatives be listed as a Libertarian on ballots. Tennessee was sued just a day before this lawsuit was filed over another of its election laws that requires polling places inform voters that it is illegal to vote in a primary election without being a, quote, bona fide political party member. The Libertarian Party's lawsuit was filed Friday in the U.S. District Court for the Middle District of Tennessee by members and leaders of the Libertarian Party of Tennessee against Tennessee Secretary of State Trey Hargett and Elections Coordinator Mark Goins. The Tennessee Secretary of State's office did not respond to a request for comment. To be recognized to run candidates on a general election ballot in Tennessee, minor political parties must present a petition with signatures totaling at least 2.5% of all votes cast in the last gubernatorial election. More than 1.76 million registered voters cast a ballot when Tennessee elected Governor Bill Lee in November of 2022. The lawsuit states that meeting that requirement by the deadline of 90 days before the November 2024 election would be, quote, virtually impossible. Libertarian Party of Tennessee Vice Chair Chris Darnell, one of the plaintiffs in the lawsuit, said that even when they have led successful petition drives, it takes a large amount of money and time that the two major parties do not have to spend. It takes a lot of work on the front end, and by the time we get to the election, a lot of our volunteers are already burnt out because we're pushing them so hard to get those signatures, Darnell said. Let's take one last break. When we come back, we'll cover the final story of the day. You're listening to Southern Middle Tennessee Today. Turner and Osborne Tire Company, 1016 South Main Street in Columbia. Give them a call at 931-388-6822. They've been doing business since 1947 and in their current location since 1964. They provide the best tire and mechanical work at some of the best prices in Middle Tennessee. Hey, they're official Michelin and Goodyear dealers, and they've got all kinds of brands as well. Stop by and see Walker Vining and his professional staff or check them out online at turnerandosborne.com. That's turnerandosborne.com. 
Murray Regional Health has announced some big plans for the future. On June 30th, the health system announced its first major construction project at Murray Regional Medical Center in approximately 20 years. The $115 million facility improvement plan will enhance our patient experience and expand access to care for our patients. It's an exciting time at Murray Regional Health, and we hope you'll stand with us as we embark on this renovation and expansion plan. Learn more by visiting murrayregional.com slash bigplans. Welcome back to Southern Middle Tennessee Today, and now our final story. Kristen Chenoweth is returning to perform with the Nashville Symphony on Saturday, January 20th at 7.30 p.m. and Sunday, January 21st at 2 p.m. Tickets start at $54. The Tony Award-winning sensation returns to the Skirmerhorn with her starring roles in Wicked, Glee, You're a Good Man, Charlie Brown, and more. Kristen Chenoweth has dazzled audiences with her powerhouse vocals and delightful stage presence, featuring... Featuring selections from her vast repertoire and live orchestral arrangements, you can find more information at www.nashvillesymphony.org. That's all for this edition of Southern Middle Tennessee Today on Kennedy Broadcasting, WKOM-WKRM Radio. If you ever miss a part or all of this broadcast, you can listen to it anytime or read the transcript online by visiting frontporchradiotn.com. It's always there for you. I'll be back tomorrow to update you with the latest news. I'm Tom Price. Thanks for listening. Be safe and have a great day.